Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Thursday. It is the 20th of October. This is your first from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Iowans across the state are taking advantage of yesterday's first day of early voting. In Sioux City, a steady stream of voters filled into the recreation center to cast their ballots. Ruth Holder was one of them. She says she decided to vote early yesterday because she'll be working on Election Day. She says she hopes to see high voter turnout in the state. The way our country is today, we have to vote because we got to make sure that eventually things will straighten out. Iowans can register to vote online or turn in a form to their county auditor's office before October 24th. The state also has same-day voter registration, meaning residents can bring proper ID to the polls on Election Day to register. As some of her fellow Republicans call for deep cuts or an end to U.S. aid for Ukraine, Iowa's U.S. Senator Joni Ernst suggests that would be a dangerous step. We want to live in a world where countries are free and can maintain their own sovereignty and their own borders, or do we want to live in a world where Putin and President Xi and other authoritarians can just roll over whatever country they want without repercussions? The Republican poised to be House Speaker if the GOP gains control of Congress next year says the Republicans will no longer give the Biden administration a blank check for the war in Ukraine and will insist on a plan for ending the conflict. While Ernst agrees unlimited spending on the war effort is unwise, she says the U.S. needs to keep supporting Ukraine. Iowans in almost every county can now get instant messages about threatening weather, missing persons, and other emergency situations unfolding nearby. Tracy Bearden, the 911 coordinator for the Polk County Emergency Management Agency, says Iowa's most populous county is upgrading from Code Red to the new Alert Iowa system starting yesterday. We are going to be using it for weather alerts, for warnings, um, to include severe thunderstorm warnings, tornado warnings, flood warnings, blizzard warnings, flash flood warnings, and extreme and high wind warnings. Citizens can go to our website and and opt in for that. Iowans can pick how they'd like to be notified, whether it's by voice or a landline phone, by text to a cell phone or by email. Bearden says it's important to stay connected, especially if there's a missing child or adult, dangerous storms, search and rescue, or an active crime scene. State health officials have added 27 Iowans to the state's COVID-19 death count in the past seven days. In the past two and a half years, more than 10,000 Iowans have died from the virus. As of yesterday, the Federal Department of Health and Human Services reports 144 Iowans hospitalized have tested positive for the virus. That's down slightly from last week. State officials say more than 2,000 positive COVID tests have been reported in the past week. The CDC says 55% of all Iowans have received their primary COVID vaccine series and first booster dose. And a small toy manufacturing company in eastern Iowa plans to devote its entire shift tomorrow to building and packaging several hundred race car kits that will be donated to local Toys for Tots campaigns. Amy Belding, spokeswoman for Blue Track, says the Anamosa factory makes flexible two-lane racetracks that allow kids to race two cars at once, side by side. In each of these boxes that are going for Toys for Tots, there are two cars that have been donated, so two race cars and 15 feet of track and what we call 
an anchor bar so that can help hold whatever design the kids are trying to make, and then a suction cup. The goal tomorrow is to produce 500 kits for Toys for Tots, all of which will be destined to be placed under Christmas trees across eastern Iowa during December. It's here first from IPR News. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Republican Governor Kim Reynolds is running for re-election this fall, and she's been talking a lot about President Joe Biden and how she thinks Iowa is better off than states run by Democrats. Here's Reynolds at her annual Harvest Festival earlier this month. And let me tell you right here tonight, the likelihood of me not pushing back and giving up is a big fat zero because the people of this state and our country are worth fighting for. And I'm all in. IPR interviewed her Democratic opponent Deidre DeGere last month, but Reynolds has declined an interview from IPR. State government reporter Katerina Sestark is here to tell us about what Reynolds has been saying publicly in the lead up to Election Day. Hey, Katerina. Hi, Clay. So Reynolds is talking about pushing back against the federal government as led by President Biden. How has she done that, actually? Reynolds rejected federal money that was meant for COVID testing in schools. She ended federal food and unemployment assistance programs early. And she's joined lawsuits against the Biden administration to try to stop vaccine mandates and student debt relief. Over the last two years, Washington has handed out so much money that it's often more profitable to stay home than to get a job. And now you get to pay off someone else's student loan debt. Even if they make more than you, you paid for your college, you decided not to go, you worked while you were going. But this governor that's pushing back, we're taking Biden to court. Reynolds contrasts her tax cuts and budget surplus with the federal government spending, but she's also had free reign to spend that massive amount of federal money on her priorities, things like affordable housing programs, she's boosting tourism, expanding broadband access, and much more. And she's publicly celebrated her spending of that federal money, even though she opposed it at the start. Reynolds has been governor of Iowa since 2017. She's finishing her first term, although she's been there a little longer after Terry Branstad left office early. What from her record within the state is she touting on the campaign trail right now? Here's what she likes to highlight when talking to her supporters. We trusted Iowans to do the right thing, and they did. We rejected lockdowns and kept our businesses open and our kids in school. We cut taxes, repealed the inheritance tax, and eliminated your tax on retirement income. Reynolds ordered schools and businesses to close when COVID-19 first hit Iowa, but she allowed those to reopen pretty quickly and faced criticism from public health experts because of her policies around those reopenings. The tax cuts she talks about will start to take effect in January, and she's also touted cutting the number of weeks Iowans can receive unemployment benefits, and she often mentions that she banned transgender women and girls from playing on women's and girls' school sports teams. Reynolds has talked a lot in the past few years about letting parents have have more say in their kids' education. What does she actually mean by that? 
Part of that was banning mask and COVID vaccine requirements at schools. Reynolds also ordered schools to offer 100 percent in-person instruction during the pandemic. That was before vaccines were available to everyone. And she's led efforts to make it easier to start charter schools and transfer to other school districts. And now she's very focused on pushing for state-funded scholarships for kids to go to private schools or be homeschooled. She was unable to get enough Republican lawmakers on board to do that for the past couple years, so she got involved in primary elections and helped get some of the Republicans who opposed it out of the legislature. Reynolds talked about this during a debate on Iowa PBS. This is not a zero-sum game. There is an opportunity to help all kids and to make our schools stronger. And I just fundamentally believe that that choice should not only go to kids and families that have the resources. If education truly is the great equalizer, then everybody should have that choice. But public school officials, Democrats, and some Republicans have strongly opposed this. They say diverting money and kids away from public school districts will hurt public schools, especially in rural areas that are struggling with population loss. All right, let's switch to another big issue this election. The U.S. Supreme Court and the Iowa Supreme Court have opened the door to more abortion restrictions. What has the governor's record on abortion been like, and, and what will she do if she's reelected? Reynolds signed a bill into law in 2018 that was the strictest abortion law in the country at the time. It would ban abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected as early as six weeks into pregnancy, with some exceptions. That was struck down by a Polk County District Court judge at the time, and it never took effect. But Reynolds is now asking the court to reconsider and let the ban take effect. But she hasn't said publicly how far she'd be willing to go in terms of banning abortion. She took questions from reporters in late June, and I asked her what her ultimate goal is for abortion policy in the state. Well, you know, we have a, we have the heartbeat bill on the books, and so let's lift the injunction and let's let's make that you know a law uh, that it that it is. And so we're going to start with that. We're going to ask the Supreme Court to rehear the case, and we're also going to ask the district court to lift the injunction, and uh, we'll take it from there. Reynolds has also said she'll do everything she can to protect the lives. Of of the unborn. Her Democratic opponent, Deidre DeGier, says if elected, she would veto any abortion bans sent to her desk by lawmakers, and that she wants to codify Roe, which held that abortions were legal before a fetus could survive outside the womb. All right, on to another topic, something Republicans love to talk about this election cycle, and that's inflation. Uh, what are Reynolds' ideas for actually lessening the impact of inflation on Iowans? She points to the tax cuts that she signed into law this year. They'll start taking effect in January and eventually bring the personal income tax to a flat 3.9 percent, end retirement income taxes, and cut corporate taxes. Democrats have criticized this, saying that the biggest benefits will go to wealthy people. And Reynolds' opponent, Deidre DeGier, says the $55 a month that many families will eventually get from this doesn't fix problems with the education and mental health systems. Here's what Reynolds had to say during the Iowa PBS debate this week. Talk to the working families that, you know, $50, $25, that matters to them. It makes a difference, especially as they're seeing grocery prices skyrocket, the, uh, what it costs to, to fill up a, uh, your, your car. Uh, you take a look at utility bills. They're increasing. Everything is increasing across the board. Uh, so anytime that we can help Iowans keep more of their hard-earned money, it does matter. Reynolds says revenue projections and the state's giant budget surplus show these tax cuts are sustainable. But DeGier has argued that the surplus shows the state is hoarding money when key services go underfunded. And DeGier points out Reynolds is suing Biden to stop student debt relief when that's something that could put money back in Iowans' pockets during a time of high inflation. Reynolds also says she's not done with cutting taxes, but she hasn't given details on what might come next. All right. IPR state government reporter Katerina Sestarek, thank you. Thanks, Clay. And early voting has started in Iowa. 
Also, there are new voting laws in the state, and you may be in a new congressional or legislative district because of redistricting that happened last year. All of this information is at our website, IPR.org, and you can also learn a lot more about the different races and a constitutional amendment at our midterm election voter guide. Again, that's also at our website, IPR.org. This is Here First, a podcast from IPR News, which you can find wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Clay Masters.